This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 6.04. We do have some problems with fog around the area. Not a big surprise considering the moisture that was pumped into the area with thunderstorms yesterday. Right now, humidity at 100%, 66 degrees. Visibility being reported up at the airport at only about a quarter of a mile. The forecast for today, mostly cloudy, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high in the mid-80s. A vote by the Pennsylvania House of Representatives makes the governor's pandemic disaster emergency closer to ending. The Republican-controlled House voted on party lines yesterday to put a halt to the disaster declaration. It goes to the Senate, where passage would be the last word. Democratic Governor, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf has no role in the resolution. State regulations that have been suspended or waived would be put back into effect, although that process in some cases could take months. The resolution could affect Pennsylvanians' ability to get additional food subsidies. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo wants to waive the taxes on COVID pandemic small business recovery grants. The Democrat has proposed legislation that would make $800 million in pandemic recovery grants available to small and micro businesses and small for-profit independent art and cultural organizations tax-free. The program will provide a minimum of $5,000 up to $50,000 in funding to help the small organizations recover from the economic impact impact of the pandemic, with priority going to socially and economically disadvantaged business owners. In his announcement, the governor said over 330,000 small and micro businesses are potentially eligible for the program. The money could help cover payroll, rent or mortgage costs, equipment, personal protection and health equipment, utilities, insurance, or even local and school taxes. The businesses, of course, have to be located in New York. Applications open tomorrow. The Afton Fair is back after a one-year hiatus, and it's going to be a merry time this year with the year the theme as Christmas in July. The 132nd Afton Fair runs July 8th through the 11th and is dedicated to Tammy Ray Palmatier, who was a lifelong resident of the Afton area and a big supporter of the fair. She passed away at the age of 57 in February after a battle with cancer. The events start with a Christmas parade on Thursday for everyone who is missing a little something, like their own community holiday parade at the end of last year. There will also be a rabbit and chicken show with trophies, ribbons, and prizes. In addition, the fair is in need of volunteers. For more information on the parade, the chickens, children's chicken and rabbit show, other events and volunteering, you can go to theaftonfair.com. The local leader of an advocacy group supporting those affected by addiction is hoping her personal story will sway national policy by big drug companies that have pushed the sale of opioids. Truth Farm founder Alexa Plus yesterday testified before Congress regarding a measure to hold the owners of Purdue Pharma, the makers of OxyContin, responsible for aggressive marketing of the addictive painkiller that's linked to overdose deaths. Plos's son, Jeff, died of an overdose. The Sackler Act, named after Pharma 
our Pardue founders, the Sackler family, was introduced by Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney to hold that family itself personally responsible for the opioid crisis in the United States. WMBF First News Time 608. A town of Fenton woman is accused of breaking into a home and stealing some items. Broome County Sheriff's deputies arrested 46-year-old Loretta Parliament after they found her in the woods a short distance from the burglarized home. They say they found some of the stolen items in her possession. She is charged with a felony. New York State is celebrating the completion of a multi-million dollar project to replace the Hiawatha Bridge superstructures in the town of Owego. The $11.6 million project on three bridges carrying Route 360J over Route 17, 17C, and the Susquehanna River got underway at the end of last July. Governor Andrew Cuomo yesterday announcing the completion of that project. And the state house is advancing revisions to Pennsylvania's medical marijuana law, seeking to make permanent some of the changes that went into effect because of the pandemic. Representatives Monday voted 164 to 38 for the bill. This goes on now to the Senate. It would permit dispensing a three-month supply at a time. Up from a month's supply, patients would be able to continue to pick up their medicine outside a dispensary rather than going in. The legislation would ease the process by which contaminants must be removed before final testing, and grower processors will be able to use pesticides under standards that will be set up by the Agriculture Department. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. I'm always telling people that my Sunday polka show has two different kinds of listeners. While both enjoy the polka music, many want to know what's going on in our community. Where am I going? What event is next? Who's on the phone? Who am I talking about? Then we have another audience that just enjoys listening to the very latest and fresh local news, sports, and weather. And just like throughout the week here at WNBF, we cover all of that on Sunday morning, live and local with Kevin Bigsby. We are always live. You're not listening to a recording. You're not listening to a computer. So join us for full-service radio Sunday morning, beginning at 7, The Bilton Show with Kevin Bigsby on WNBF 1290 and WNBF.com. Hey, it's Ron and Anian inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290. W- Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with Sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. He comes, working left side, he shoots, he scores! Mark Stone, he wins it in overtime! Three to two, Golden Knights! The captain delivers his fifth goal of the playoffs! The Knights win it 50 seconds in, and Vegas heads home with a chance to clinch it on Thursday. All right, 3-2 over Colorado. Vegas up 3-2. Tampa Bay closes out their series with a 2-0 shutout of Carolina. They win that series. In the NBA last night, Philadelphia 76ers almost blew that game. They came out in great form. Uh, but they almost went down 0-2 in the series. Joel Embiid had 40 points, 13 boards. Sixers knocked off the Hawks, 118-102, evening the series at a game apiece. Game three is Friday in Atlanta. The Jazz opened their Western Conference semifinal series by getting 45 points from Donovan Mitchell in a 112-109 win over the Clippers. 
and Nikolai Jocic, which uh, highly regarded when he was taken in the NBA draft. He's now the league's reigning MVP. He wasn't highly regarded, that is, as the 41st overall pick in the 2014 draft. That is very rare that anything like that happens, but if you ever watch this guy play, he's just incredible. He's a ball hawk, man. He's right there. Anyway, congratulations to Nikolai Jocic, the NBA's MVP. New York Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole says the recent drop in spin rate of his pitches was due to a mechanical flaw. Yankees win yesterday. Gary Sanchez, DJ LeMahieu and company. Uh, the Yankees beat the Twins 8-4 to four to end that four-game skid. On the other side, the uh, Mets not so good. Michael Franco became the sixth player to hit a home run into the second deck at Camden Yards. Orioles rolled to another high-scoring victory 10-3 over the New York Mets. Other winners in interleague action, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Oakland. Over in the American League, Detroit, Houston, White Sox, and L.A. winners beside the Yankees. And uh, the Bowie Bay Sox taking it to the Rumble Ponies last night here at Morabito Stadium, 12 to nothing. Ouch. We'll get them tonight, though. Game two of that six-game series with Bowie coming up. Uh, what else is going on? Well, kind of on a sad note, Former New York Giants coach Jim Fossil has died. The team says family friends informed them of his death Monday. Son John Fossil, the special teams coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, told the Los Angeles Times his father was taken to the hospital in Las Vegas with chest pains and died while being treated. Fassel guided the Giants to three playoff berths, including a Super Bowl appearance in 2001. Fassel was the 1997 NFL Coach of the Year. Jim Fassel coached the Giants from 1997 to 2003, posting a 58-53-1 record. Among his players, Michael Strahan, who called him a great man, great coach. Jim Fassel dead at 71. And the three-time MVB quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, wasn't with the Packers for their first mandatory mini-camp session on Tuesday after declining to participate in voluntary organized team activities. Packers have the option to fine Rodgers just over $93,000 if he misses all three mini-camp sessions this week. Rodgers' future with the team has been uncertain ever since ESPN reported shortly before this year's draft that Rodgers doesn't want to return to Green Bay. Tom Brady back on the practice field with the Buccaneers. The 43-year-old quarterback was in full participant Tuesday at mandatory minicamp for the Super Bowl champions. And Giants running back Saquon Barkley isn't going to work out with a team on the field until his rehabilitation from a major knee surgery is complete. Barkley to the ACL and tore the ACL in his right knee in the second game last season. He was not on the field Tuesday as the Giants opened a three-day mandatory minicamp. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time 615. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Aside for some patchy fog this morning, also work again begins this morning in Milling at Dayo Hill Road. That'll begin about 6:30, and although there will be. Uh local traffic through that area. Motorists are urged to seek alternate routes. Traffic and delay movements will occur during that time frame. Getting underway about 6.30 this morning. It will continue today and tomorrow. Dayo Hill, uh, the village of Johnson City and town in Dickinson. They'll be milling two inches on that road. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today. Mostly cloudy. A chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the mid-80s. Partly cloudy tonight. Chance of showers and T-storms. Low 60s. Mostly sunny on Thursday. High in the 80s. Partly sunny on Friday with a chance of an afternoon thunderstorm or shower. Highs will be in the upper 70s. And then for the weekend, we have mostly sunny on Saturday, low 80s, partly sunny with a chance of showers or thunderstorms Sunday, high around 80. And right now, 66 degrees at WNBF First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. It's 616. We'll check the date. 
It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290, WNBS. June 9th, back in 1969, guitarist Brian Jones announced he was leaving the Rolling Stones because, well, he didn't agree with the band's musical direction, and he was replaced by Mick Taylor. Less than a month later, Jones was found dead at his home. 1970, Bob Dylan was awarded an honorary doctorate in museum, or music rather, from Princeton University. He replied, thank you very much, you make me feel smart. Uh, 1980, comedian Richard Pryor nearly killed himself while freebasing cocaine at his home in San Fernando Valley. Why do they put that in the date book? 1992 actor Ben Vereen was nearly killed in an accident near his home in Malibu, California. He was hit by a small truck driven by record producer David Foster. And it's comedian Jackie Mason's 93rd birthday. Jackie Mason, what's wrong with you? Uh, Sports commentator Dick Vitale. Yeah, baby. He's 82 today. Guitarist Mick Box of Uriah Heap is 74. And... Michael J. Fox. Marty, you made it. Yeah. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is the big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Yeah, Michael J. Fox is 60 today. One of his uh, biggest movies, of course. I always uh, relate to that. Back to the Future. It's on like about a bazillion times a week. Uh, anyway, Michael J. Fox, 60 today. Natalie Portman is 40 today. Those are the famous folks celebrating with us. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Hmm. Oh, you know, I was looking at something else here, too, that I missed in the date book. I'll have to wait and see if Kathy remembers this or not. In addition to all the different things happened back in 2008, if you remember right, gas was over four bucks a gallon. A lot more than it is now. Dollar more. So, there you have it. Do you hear me? Gas was $4 a gallon. Above $4 a gallon in 2008. So, I guess we're complaining about gas prices now. But <laughs> Well, we have to have something to complain about. <laughs> we're not ha- happy unless we complain about something. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have a job. I'm happy to be <laughs> an American. You know, I'm an American. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm an American. All right, that's me. I love this country, and I would rather be here than anywhere else. Are you a road rage person? Not at all. When I was younger, I was full of vinegar, um, but I've since learned throughout the years not Not to be that way. No, it is not worth it. I I was telling some of the emergency services dispatchers this morning that I I, I am a mental road rager. I'm, I'm... I mutter, I, I mean, I yell in my car, like, what the, you know, are you doing? What's wrong with you? But, you know, don't act on it. I'm not a road rager person. Right. Well, there's always somebody that you, you never, who was I was talking to? We used to always say, it doesn't matter how fast you're going. There's always somebody that's in a hurrier than you and is blowing past you no matter how fast you're going. Yeah. Now I'm coming into work and I'm exceeding the speed limit. I'll admit it by not a whole heck of a lot. Probably less than five miles per hour over the speed limit. Everybody does that. Yeah, I mean most people go about ten over the speed limit. I usually maybe about five. Mm -hmm. And this car out of nowhere. I mean, I'm constantly checking my rearview mirror and blah 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 like you're supposed to. Right. And I know there's nothing. Nothing. All of a sudden. 
car goes by me. I'm yeah. going, why could you possibly at this? Oh, it's a sheriff's deputy car. They probably have some place to go. Yeah, they're probably busy. <laughs> you know what I found? Because I have, I have a, we have a, a nice car. We have a Mustang that we like to drive around. Oh, that you get pulled over at a uh, stop sign. No, it, it isn't so much that. It's that people are always trying to pass you, and always, and it's like I'm not racing anybody. I've had people, Kathy, on a one lane highway with the double lots, cars in front of me. Probably five cars in front of me driving. Some guy behind me has to get around me and get in front of me, and then he turns off like just a little ways down. Now I'm looking at that. I'm like, why did he do that? And yeah. that happens to me all the time when I'm driving that car because people. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I, it's not that fast. It just looks nice, you know. Uh, I mean, I have him do it to me in whatever I'm driving, Vinny the Volvo or mm. Gump the, you know, yeah. the Subaru. It, 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 and that's the thing that. The exit is less than a quarter mile away. Why yeah. do you have to go 75 miles an hour yeah. or faster to get around me just to be one car ahead of me? And then it's funny because they inevitably they're going to be going someplace where they're turning and they get stuck at a light and I just kind of wave at yeah. them as I go by. Yeah, if you if you actually think about the amount of time the, that they get to their destination before you, it's a matter of seconds a lot of times. If that. If that. Yeah. And it's a lot of wear and, and tear sometimes they might not get to their destination if they end up crashing but. yeah that that's not good either but, but you know and, and there was one one guy who used to work here the uh unshakable art pennard uh-huh. that would say well kathy girl <laughs> um maybe they they have something that they you know we don't know yeah they might have some sort of emergency or something they have to be at it's like yeah <laughs> do they have to be at a hospital <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's not worth it half the time, but more so nowadays, the aggressiveness of people. And Yeah, I mean, seriously, know. the little kid that got killed in California yeah. because idiot pulls out a gun and mm-hmm. shoots at a car. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I honestly, I, I tr- try and just kick back. How and many just times enjoy do we it? sit in here with the microphones off going, what is wrong with people? I know. You could do a whole segment on that. You could do a probably a whole series on that. Oh, absolutely. What is wrong with people? By the way, today is... What's wrong with people day? No, no it's <laughs> Donald Duck Day, actually. The debut of Donald Duck, apparently, years ago in a cartoon. And it's National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. I don't know how many people eat rhubarb pie. It's, it's very tart. You have to really put the sugar in it. My mom, my mom used to have really nice rhubarb plants right up at the top of Knapp Hill. Yeah, they're easy to grow. Well, especially when Prince the Horse comes to pay a visit. Yeah. And Prince, Prince used to contribute to my mother's rhubarb patch, and she had the most huge rhubarb. I mean, I like sour stuff. But I don't know. I've just I pro- I haven't had probably had rhubarb pie, strawberry rhubarb pie in decades. So I might like it now because you know your tastes do change. But yeah. not not a big fan. You know, and especially if you have horses around, you know. Yeah, make sure you wash the rhubarb. <laughs> no thanks. I'm a horse, not a guinea pig. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll check in with Kathy coming up in a couple of minutes on Donald Duck Day. It's time right now for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Your kids can teach you a lot about dealing with your colleagues or even your boss. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. Over the span of my career as a reporter, there are so many things that I've learned from my research that have made me a better dad. But experts say there are a lot of things about being a parent that can make you a better colleague, too. For example, Ann Crittenden. 
author of If You Raise Your Kids, You Can Manage Anything, Leadership Begins at Home, says there are a number of work-friendly skills that parents can develop through intentional parenting. They include things like multitasking, negotiation, the ability to listen, patience, appreciating differences, empathy, and narcissistic management. Even if you're not a parent, those are all skills that can help you thrive at the office. Sometimes you just have to pretend that you're dealing with a toddler. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 66 degrees at 6.30. Fog around the area this morning causing a little bit of an issue with the early morning commute. After the patchy fog, still just mostly cloudy skies, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. High in the mid-80s, but it is very humid today. And with the fog, the humidity is at 100%, visibility at a quarter mile. Australia's Prime Minister says the World Trade Organization should penalize China for bad behavior when it occurs. Prime Minister Scott Morrison was speaking today ahead of his departure for a group of seven leaders meeting in Britain. Morrison hopes to garner international support in a worsening trade dispute with China. Morrison said Australia would be working with others to buttress the role of the World Trade Organization. The Australian government announced in December would ask the WTO to intervene in its dispute with China over barley. The rules-making body is facing calls for restructuring and reform as it struggles to forge a long-awaited world trade pact. European Union lawmakers have approved a new coronavirus travel certificate aimed at opening the 27-nation block for the summer. At the moment, traveling across the block is a trial for tourists, airlines, and authorities. Restrictions and regulations can differ from country to country, but beginning July 1st, EU nations will have to recognize the vaccine certificate, which can take paper or digital form. The passes will be issued to free and certify that a person has either been vaccinated against the virus, has recently tested negative, or has recovered from the disease. Now, some unvaccinated adults say they feel safe now that so many others have stepped forward to get the shot. Nathan Suggs of Chicago is a vaccine holdout. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, I definitely plan to, uh, especially since I'm going to be starting uh, school. But if it wasn't for so many schools requiring vaccines for enrollment, millions of Americans, especially young adults, might not get vaccinated at all. And that's a roadblock for President Biden's goal of having 70% of American adults get at least one vaccine shot by the 4th of July. Vaccine procrastinators standing in the way. I felt safe enough to uh, where I, I um, you know, I wouldn't have to get it so soon. The CD DC warns people are still contracting COVID. Derek Dennis, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, 633. Well, as more people are waking up, apparently more people are finding out they don't have any power. We have the number of people, nice and customers without power in Tioga County has increased from just about 1,000 to over 1,100 now, according to the New York State Electric and Gas Power Outage page. The authorities reporting few trees down as well as urban flooding as a result of those thunderstorms from yesterday. New York State Electric and Gas crews busy all night. Majority of the customers 
customers being reported without power in Tioga and Tompkins County or in the Spencer area, and they are still looking at a power restoration at around 7 a.m. Meanwhile, motorists should be aware of standing pools of water on some of the roadways. That newly built, rebuilt section of Front Street in the city of Binghamton surprisingly seems to be a problem with poor drainage. A recent location of water extending several feet from the curbs and driveways into the driving lanes on the outbound northbound from about Gaines Street to Prospect Street. There may also be debris on the road where trees and branches were brought down. Few scattered thunderstorms are possible this afternoon. And the National Weather Service is cautioning residents in Delaware County. Be aware that afternoon thunderstorms today could produce some heavy rain, and that could cause isolated flooding issues due to already saturated soil. WMBF First News Time, it's 634. COVID-19 infection rates are continuing to drop across New York State with a total of 442 new cases reported yesterday and 14 deaths. There had been at one point hundreds of new cases, if not thousands of new cases reported a day. Now, to date, New York has had 2,089,571 recorded confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 42,813 deaths. Broome County has reported four more lives lost due to the coronavirus pandemic. That was over the weekend. The county only added one new case yesterday and 11 over the weekend for a total of 18,088. But now there have been 351 lives lost in Broome. There have been no additional deaths reported in Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, or Tioga counties. With Delaware and Tioga counties doing away with daily updates, Tioga has stopped doing updates on its health department website altogether. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And the pitch to Andujar swung on and in the air to left. It is high. That is far. That is gone in the second deck. Oh, what a shot. Miguel Andujar reached the second deck. Gary Sanchez also put one out of the park and DJ LeMahieu had two hits and an RBI. Yankees beat the Twins 8-4 to end a four-game skid. Other winners in the American League, Detroit, Houston, the White Sox, and the Angels. Michael Franco became the sixth player to hit a home run into the second deck at Camden Yards, and the Baltimore Orioles rolled to another high-scoring victory, 10-3 to over the New York Mets. Other National League winners, Miami, the Dodger, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and the Cubs winners. NBA playoffs last night. It was the Jazz... And the Clippers, game one. 110-104, bucket to stop. Need a bucket to stop. Donovan comes off the pick. Luke Kennard is now guarding him. Kawhi Leonard brings the double. Donovan goes away from it. Drives with the right hand to the rack and scored it. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, you are marvelous. 110-104. Donovan Mitchell, 45 points as the Jazz open their Western Conference semifinals with a 112-109 win over the Clippers. That's going to be a good series. Utah taking a 1-0 lead. In that series, MVP honors for the NBA this year goes to Nikolai Jocic. He wasn't highly regarded when he was taken as the 145th rather overall pick in the 214th draft. But the Serbian product recognized as the league's most valuable player this year. And checking uh, the NHL, Tampa Bay over Carolina. 2-0, they win that series. Vegas 
in overtime over Colorado, coming back from being down quite a bit in the game. 3-2, to two, they lead that series 3-2. They could close things out at home. Uh, Islanders could close things out tonight as they host the Bruins. They're up three games to two in that series. That'd be pretty interesting, too. Former New York Giants coach Jim Fossil has died. The team says family, friends informed them of his death on Monday. His son, John Fassel, who is the uh, special teams coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, told the Los Angeles Times his father was taken to a hospital in Las Vegas with chest pains and died while being treated. Fossil guided the Giants to three playoff bursts, including a Super Bowl appearance in 2001 against the Baltimore Ravens. Jim Fossil dead at the age of 71. New York Giants head coach Joe Judge addressed the media. Coaches around the league who work together and have good relationships. A lot of respect for his son, uh, John Bones Fossil down in Dallas. Very good relationship with him. Just all the respect in the world for what they're doing. You know, obviously our thoughts and prayers with his family and uh, the impact he made here for the Giants. You know, something we talked about as a team and uh, we'll make sure we reflect on today. Former New York Giants head coach Jim Fossil dead at the age of 71. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time 642. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBS. Some light fog around the area, and the milling operations have begun again on Dale Hill Road. That's going to continue today and again tomorrow. They're going to mill down about two inches, so local traffic will be maintained. But motorists are urged to seek alternate routes as delays in traffic movement will occur during that time frame. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, aside from the patchy morning fog, mostly cloudy, about a 30% chance of afternoons and showers and thunderstorms today, high in the mid-80s. Partly cloudy tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, low in the low 60s. Mostly sunny Thursday, high in the 80s, partly sunny on Friday, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the upper 70s. And for the weekend, right now, the extended forecast. Mostly sunny Saturday, high low 80s. Partly sunny, chance of showers or thunderstorms on Sunday, high near 80. 66 with WNBF's First News. Binghamton, Doug Mosier and Kathy White. Good morning to you. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 640. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Long as I remember being been coming down, clouds of mystery pouring, confusion on the ground. Could be through the ages, trying to find the sun, and I wonder, still I wonder, who's got the rain. I was wondering the same thing. Who will stop the rain? Probably going to be Mother Nature, uh, if we have any say in it at all. But uh, showers came down last night, yesterday afternoon. It washed all the bird poop off my car, Kathy. So well, that's good. nice. Yeah, Mother Nature's car wash, you know. Now, how do I transition from that <laughs> to say I just saw Lou Ligori on TV? We'll talk about Lou. Okay. Yeah, because our thoughts and prayers are with Lou. Yeah. They had that little porch serenade things for yeah they were they were talking about that yeah Um, made it on tv steve was telling me about that from audio classics they were putting that together uh a nice little crowd there from what i saw yeah yeah lou ligori a guy who of course endicott performing arts center wouldn't be anything without him epac epac right 
But, uh, yeah, I had Lou on the show. You've had Lou on your show, haven't you? I've talked to Lou a few times. Yeah, I've had him on my show a few Told times, Told him too. why I can't try out for community theater. <laughs> why can't you try out for 11 p.m. rehearsal times oh, yeah. or later are not conducive for getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning for the paying job. I know. You know, some of the meetings, because I, I'll talk to people, you know, that I'm scheduled meetings with, with radio information, things organizations that I need to talk to for interviews and different things, and they'll want to talk like at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. theater people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's, you have to add, well, for you and me, mostly you, but also me, I, I usually say add three or four hours onto the day. That's where I'm at. At five o'clock for you, it's nine o'clock for me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And this, who was I was talking to some couple weeks ago and I had to call somebody to ask them something and, and they said, oh, thanks for calling in the middle of the night. I, and it was like three in the afternoon. I said, <laughs> and they actually understood where it was coming from. It's not as bad as the people that work the midnight to 6 a.m. Yeah. type shift. I've done that. Oh, you know, yeah. That, you, you're just never right. Because you, you never get enough sleep. No. Well, never. I don't eat it now, but yeah. it was funny because I used to do um, when I worked in Elmira Actually, working here, too, for a while I was doing uh, several jobs, and one of it was scheduling the commercials and programming and stuff, which you do for the next day. Right. So Mm -hmm. in the first part of the day when I was doing scheduling... I was a day ahead. Right. And then if you're like if you're doing overnights, that this was in Elmira, I was doing like I would do midnight to six AM. So I was still the previous day in my mind, then I'd go up and I'd start scheduling commercials. So I'd totally miss an entire day because then I was jumping an entire another whole day ahead. Right. So I was just I was just more messed up than I normally am. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's rough, man. When you when you get, I mean, I, I don't mind. I get up in the middle of the night like you do a little bit a little bit after you, but still pretty early. Two forty five is usually when my alarm goes off, so I'm up early. And I'm usually in work by 3.30, 3.35, somewhere in that area. Um, but, you know, when you leave here, like noonish or whatever, you've already been here eight, eight and a half hours. And yeah. the, the perception for some people is, oh, they're going home early. Yeah, yeah, they're going to go, oh, enjoy the rest of your day. No, I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> and my work isn't done then either because then I still I still work doing commercials. And, and how about those out. storms last night? Yeah. Yeah, I heard the rumbling of thunder all night. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, well, the storm's done, it's passed, and then all of a sudden you hear another kaboom and a boom. That was, I think, the most thunder that we've had since we got Jack, the Greyhound. Um, yeah, how do you deal with it? He did well. He did well. I've had I've had a few Greyhounds over the years that mm, no bueno. No. And the the thunder shirt things kind of took the edge off a little bit, but. No, even my nervous dog, though, the funny thing is, Kago, who's afraid of the wind and everything else, she doesn't mind thunderstorms. Yeah. So she was good, so we didn't have any major tantrums or anything like that yesterday, and that was, they enjoyed their treats that... uh, their their brother Lancelot brought home from Creature Comforts the day before they had their treats yesterday. Good so. news, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we won't get any more thunder boomers. We'll have maybe some afternoon showers. Be today. aware of it. There yeah. might be a possibility of. That. And some people still without power. Uh, yeah, as people are starting to wake up, apparently more of them are discovering they don't have juice because we've gone from 1,005 to over 1,100 customers in Tioga and Tompkins County. Projecting the power back on any. Time maybe 
Hopefully. I know they're working on it, folks. They get they, they get it done as soon as they can. So they're out there. Rest assured, they'll have it on soon. Yeah, so if you have something that's not hooked to electricity that you can run your computer, the site is NYSEG.com, Outage Central, and they'll give you a list of outages and what time they expect to have them back up. All right, thanks, Kathy. We'll check in with Kathy for headlines coming up. Right now, our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. Many of my tech updates have focused on the exploding epidemic of ransomware attacks. And now the White House is saying exactly what I've been saying. It's up to private businesses to ramp up their own cybersecurity to protect America. Kim Commando with What Could Come Next brought to you by LinkedIn. Businesses are busier than ever, leaving less time to recruit. LinkedIn jobs can help. Post your first job free at linkedin.com slash Kim. Think about this. If America's power grid, air traffic control, gas stations, major hospitals, and other critical infrastructure were attacked, Large parts of our country will be paralyzed. It's likely that the attack was enabled by an IT department that failed to adequately train employees, or a careless worker who, by clicking on a link or opening an email, actually opened the door to the poisonous ransomware that caused the disaster. In that case, you can bet heavy fines and even possible jail time will be considered. As the attacks escalate, wait and see. I'm Kim Commando. Remember the feeling you got as a kid of getting tucked into bed? Or the feeling you get now in the arms of somebody who you just love, safe and secure. It's that feeling of security only comes through human connections. And that's why the people at Simply Safe Home Security are so important. Of course, Simply Safe has an award-winning system that has all the bells and whistles that you'd expect these days. But the people at Simply Safe really do take it to the next level. They're there around the clock anytime you need them. Whether it's a fire, it's a burglary, a medical emergency, a burglary pipe or even just a little problem setting up the system simply safe has a person with the expertise you need ready to help 24 7 and when you know that there's always someone there to help you well that's a feeling you just don't get with any old security system it really gives me peace of mind knowing that if anyone broke into my home the simply safe team would be there right by my side every single step of the way to learn more about how Simply Safe can help with the news and information you can trust, this is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Good morning to you as we close out uh, our first full hour here of First News Binghamton. I'll be sticking around uh, for WNBF's Binghamton now from 9 to noon as well. In for Bob this week. Uh, some patchy morning fog, cloudy, a chance of showers and thunderstorms possible today, high in the mid 80s, as Kathy and I mentioned a few minutes ago. Some places still without power this morning. Nice day working on that. Uh, should have it restored very soon. We'll keep you updated on everything coming up in the next hour, including traffic, weather, sports, local headlines, and more on the way. Today is guitarist Mick Box of Uriah Heep's 74th birthday. They were a band that were here quite a few times in the 70s. In fact, they headlined one time, and uh, the opening one of the opening acts was Rush, believe it or not. So in honor of Mick's birthday, we're going to easy living right up to ABC News, and we'll see you on the other side. Happy 74th, Uriah Heep guitarist. Mick Box. Somewhere along the 
trusted source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning, I'm Kathy White. It's 7.04. The latest update from New York State Electric and Gas with power outages. 1,141 customers without power in Tioga County as of about five minutes ago. 21 customers in Tompkins County and at last word. Most of those in the town of Spencer, Village of Spencer, and they were still saying that restoration may be taking place any minute now, but now some areas they've backed off the restoration time till almost quarter of 10 in the morning. The forecast for today, patchy morning fog, mostly cloudy, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, a high today into the mid-80s. A vote by the Pennsylvania House of Representatives makes the governor's pandemic disaster emergency closer to ending. The Republican-controlled House voted on party lines yesterday to put a halt to the disaster declaration. It goes to the Senate, where the passage would be the last word. Democratic Governor Tom Wolf has no role in the resolution. State regulations that have been suspended or waived could be put back into effect, although that process in some cases could take months. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo wants to waive the taxes on COVID pandemic small business recovery grants. The Democrat has proposed legislation that would make $800 million in pandemic recovery grants available to small and micro businesses and small for-profit independent art and cultural organizations and would make it tax-free. The program would provide a minimum of $5,000 up to $50,000 in funding to help the smaller organizations recover from the economic impact of the pandemic with priority going to socially and economically disadvantaged business owners. The governor said over 330,000 small and micro businesses may be eligible. The money could help cover payroll, rent or mortgage, equipment, personal protection and health devices, utilities, insurance or even local and school taxes. Businesses, of course, have to be in New York State and the applications will be open tomorrow. The local leader of an advocacy group supporting those affected by addiction is hoping her personal story will take make sway national policy by big drug companies that have pushed the sale of opioids. Truth Farm founder Alexa Plus announced uh, testified yesterday before Congress regarding a measure to hold the owners of Purdue Pharma, the makers of OxyContin, responsible for aggressive marketing of the addictive painkiller that is linked to overdose deaths. Plo's son, Jeff, died of an overdose in 2014. The Sackler Act, named for the Purdue founders, the Sackler family, was introduced by Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney to hold the family itself personally responsible for the opioid crisis. Truth Farm says since 1999, nearly a half million people across the U.S. have been known to have died from an opioid overdose. WMBF First News Time 707. A town of Fenton woman is accused of breaking into a home and stealing items. Broome County Sheriff's deputies arrested 46-year-old Loretta Parliament after they found her in the woods a short distance from the burglarized home with some of the stolen items in her possession. The reported burglary happened on Monday. Parliament is charged with one count of felony burglary. 
New York State is celebrating the completion of a multi-million dollar project to replace the Hiawatha Bridge superstructures in the town of Owego. The $11.6 million project on three bridges carrying what very few residents actually know is Route 960J over Route 1717C in the Susquehanna River got underway at the end of last July. Governor Andrew Cuomo, in announcing the completion of the project, said the rehabilitated bridges are, quote, true gateways to everything that keeps the southern tier soaring. Route 960J connects the businesses and industry along Route 17C, like Lockheed Martin and the Owego Treadway Inn, and provides bike paths and access to Hickory's Park. The project replaced the bridge decks, improved drainage, and installed two 11-foot-wide lanes and wider shoulders to make the road safer for bicycles and pedestrians. The Afton Fair is back after a one-year hiatus, and it's going to be a merry time with this year's theme, Christmas in July. The 132nd Afton Fair runs July 8th through the 11th and is dedicated to Tammy Ray Palmatier, who is a lifelong resident of Afton and a big supporter of the fair. She passed away at the age of 57 in February after a battle with cancer. The events start with a Christmas parade on Thursday for everyone who is missing a little something like their own community holiday parade at the end of last year. There will also be a rabbit and chicken show with trophies, ribbons, and prizes. In addition, the fair is in need of volunteers. If you want some more information on the parade, the children's chicken and rabbit show, or other events, or about volunteering, go to www.theaftonfair.com. It's 709, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, and WMBF.com. Welcome back, Don Giovanni. Thank you, Doug Moser. So good to be back. I'm here with a great morning, man. I'm a morning man. Bill Flynn's a morning man, too. We've got morning men all over the studio. You'd think we'd cancel each other out, but we don't. And we've got some great shows on the weekend, including right. your shows. That's right. I'm back in the saddle again. again. Every Saturday night from 6 to 9, you, me, and old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra. And every Sunday, following Bill Flynn's legendary poker show from noon to 3, we have a big, old-fashioned Italian house party with good-time Italian oldies. So put the water on, make some mac macaroni have dinner with the don that's me old brown eyes sinatra old blue eyes and you doug moser yeah me old bloodshot eyes weekday mornings 5 39 with kathy white and don giovanni on the weekends and bill flynn the legend news radio 1290 w welcome to first news binghamton now doug moser with sports on news radio 1290 wnbf and let's start with the nba 76ers and the Hawks. Three ball from the hash marks up and good. Oh yeah. Shake Milt with a triple. He's got two threes here in the late stages. Final score here tonight. The 76ers 118 and Atlanta Hawks 102. And the series now even at a game apiece. Joel Embiid 40 points and 13 boards too. Oh, that was a Exciting game. On the other side, Utah and the Clippers go at it in game one of their semi-conference finals in the West. And it was the Jazz opening with 45 points from Donovan Mitchell. 112-109 win over the Clippers to start off that series, which looks like it's going to be a, a real interesting series. Nikolai Jochis gets the NBA's top honor. The MVP award goes to the Denver Nuggets star. And the NHL. 
Tampa Bay over Carolina, 2-0. They win that series. Vegas in overtime over Colorado, 3-2. They lead that series three games to do. They could close that out with a win later this week. Tonight, the Islanders will host the Bruins in Game 6. They're up three games to two. A win would put them in the semifinals. In the American League, the Yankees win. They defeated Minnesota 8-4. Had home runs from Gary Sanchez and Miguel Aguilar. And D.J. LeMahieu had two hits and an RBI. 8-4, to four, ending their four-game skid. Yankees over Minnesota. Houston, Detroit, White Sox and Angels winners over in interleague action. New York Mets going at it against the Baltimore Orioles. Michael Franco became the sixth player to hit a home run into the deck, the second deck at Camden Yards. Baltimore Orioles rolled to another high-scoring victory, 10-3. Over the New York Mets. Bowie Bay Sox took it to the Ponies last night. 12 to nothing in the first game of that six-game series here in the Rabideau Stadium. We'll get them tonight. Game two tonight. And on a sad note, former New York Giants coach Jim Fossil has died. The team says family friends informed them of his death on Monday. Fossil was the 1997 NFL Coach of the Year. Coached the Giants from 1997 to 2003, posting a 58-53-1 record among his players was Michael Strahan, who called him a great man, great coach. Jim Fassel dead at the age of 71. And that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 714. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy morning fog throughout the area today, and there are also I started milling projects on Dale Hill Road in the village of Johnson City, town of Dickinson. That's going to continue today and tomorrow, again beginning at 6.30 each morning. Local traffic maintained, but motorists are urged to seek alternate routes. There could be some delays. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Got some thunder boomers yesterday and some people without power this morning getting power restored as we speak. Mostly cloudy, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms today. Highs in the mid-80s. Partly cloudy tonight, chance of showers and T-storms, low 60s. Mostly sunny Thursday. High in the 80s, and on Friday, partly sunny. There is a chance of a shower or afternoon thunderstorm. Highs in the upper 70s. Right now, 66 degrees. It's WNBF's First News, Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to Wednesday, 750. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. All right, 66 degrees. June's starting to heat up, though. We're getting the 80 degree temperatures. Yesterday, downright balmy, and we had some thunder boomers in the afternoon and into the evening a little bit, too. Heard the rumbles of thunder overnight as well. And may see a little of that this afternoon, but uh, looks like right now I'm kind of the, the weekend looks promising, folks. Mostly sunny on Saturday, partly sunny on Sunday. Uh, temperatures will be in the 80s or right around 80 on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what your plans are for the weekend, but you may be able to uh, actually do a few things. But have some of that country time lemonade near you or something ice cool to drink because it's probably going to be hot, you know. Not as hot as some areas, but uh, you know we're we're we had a great summer last year, and I brought this up several times. Uh, how nice it was, even though we were in the middle of a pandemic. The weather was real, real cooperative for us. Let's get an entertainment update. 
ABC Entertainment News. Is the new Disney Marvel series Loki a comedy or drama? This is absurd. Star Tom Hiddleston tells us that since Loki is the god of mischief, the series kind of straddles the line. He is so intense and has such an inflated sense of his own importance. And sometimes that can be fuel for great drama and also fuel for comedy. Loki debuts today on Disney+. Plus. I can't rest. Also out today, a new episode of The Handmaid's Tale, one of three directed by star Elizabeth Moss this season. It's her first time behind the camera, but her co-star Bradley Whitford tells me you wouldn't know it. She has this extraordinary visual sense. She is uh, obsessively prepared. She was beyond uh, the director that I I knew she would be. It was a, a perfect experience. Check it out for yourself today on Hulu. This is a sin against capitalism. And five-time Emmy winner Michael J. Fox is 60 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Hollywood. I don't know if you watched The Handmaid's Tale. That is a, an awesome series. It's uh, it's very, very well done. and uh, It's hard to explain. You'd have to really watch it to see it. I think it's in its fourth season now. And uh been watching it since the start. I know a lot of my friends and people I know also watch it. It's, uh, it's really done very well, though. And the lead character in it. Uh, just does an awesome job. In fact, all of them do. They they really put put a good show together. Don't there's not a lot of shows out there that I'm really into. I'll watch stuff, and it's like, man, if I miss an episode, it's not that big of a deal, you know. Uh, but uh, some different movies coming out too. We've got uh, a Quiet Place Part Two is still in the theaters. Uh, in addition to that, there's the new Cruella movie, which is kind of the prequel to 101 Dalmatian, starring Emma Stone. And that's a good movie. And then uh, there's also uh, the Conjuring which I think is available also on one of the streaming channels. might be HBO Max. I can't remember. They've been offering those during the pandemic especially, and I'm sure they're doing it as kind of an experiment to see what kind of profits they can generate, what kind of people what, what people will do, or more people rather watch movies in their home, or would they rather go and take the theatrical experience, which I prefer it, but, again, you know, with all the newfangled gadgets we have in our homes now, no sound around systems and the big screen TVs and stuff, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get off your couch and go to a theater when you can watch it right there and have some cheap popcorn, too, you know. But anyway, I still like the movies, and uh, I like to go, so uh, hopefully that will continue, and we'll see. As usual, at this time of the morning, we do Rush Limbaugh's morning commentary in memory of the great Rush Limbaugh, and here it is now on WNBF 1290. Reuters is reporting that thousands of voters are facing big problems in Kansas. They're in limbo. Their voting privileges have been suspended until they can prove that they're citizens. Now, this requirement's been in place in Kansas for three years, but Reuters decided to illustrate how unfair it is. So they showcased the plight of a 37-year-old hotel manager. The guy moves from state to state due to his job. After arriving in Kansas, he went to the motor vehicle department, got a driver's license, and registered to vote. And then he was shocked when he was not on the voter rolls for the 2014 election. The poor guy didn't know that he had to prove citizenship. Now, according to a Reuters analysis, three groups are hardest hit by the law. Young voters, because they don't have access to documents needed to provide citizenship. The unaffiliated, whatever the hell that is, and Democrats, supposedly the other two hardest-hit groups in the Republican-controlled state. I guess Republicans know the secret password to get the right documents, and they're not sharing it. Is that it? Now, this law has been challenged in court, but has managed to survive. Now, this upsets a guy named Pratt Wiley, 
who's the director of voter expansion for the DNC. Wiley says that voting rules like photo ID laws have expanded in Republican states. But the one that gets him most nervous is the citizenship requirement in Kansas. Mr. Pratt, why would a citizenship requirement make you Democrats so nervous? What in the world is there to be nervous about about citizenship? Hmm? Buck Sexton here. Our new administration is printing and spending money as if there are no consequences. They're ignoring history, friends, and gambling with our future. What can you and I do to protect our savings and retirement from this unfounded spending? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I bought real gold and silver. I'm talking about gold and silver that you can actually hold in your hands or put in your IRA or 401k. I bought my gold from the Oxford Gold Group, and you can too. Just call them at 833-404-GOLD. They'll answer all your questions and send out their free investment guide to you. Protecting your retirement accounts with real gold or holding gold in your hand is easier than you'd think. The Oxford Gold Group will do all the work. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD today. Protect what you've earned with real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. Call them today at 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. Sunday, June 13th, you're invited to a delicious pasta dinner at St. Anthony Apollo Parish on Oldville Avenue in Endicott. Following the 11 o'clock mass and a procession, this is in place of the three-day feast. It's a wonderful dinner presented by the parishioners of St. Anthony's Church. Takeout dinner only and a drive through A great pasta dinner from St. Anthony's. Supported proudly by Andrew R. Mancini Associates, located in Endicott. Hey, it's Ron and Amy inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And nobody provides us with better solutions than Karen Sweet O'Neill does. Good morning, Karen. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited to hear about what we were talking about yesterday. And a lot of people still looking, some people actually still looking maybe for their refunds uh, for their tax returns too. Let's talk about the tip of the week. Okay. And a lot of people actually are looking for the refunds, you know. So why are they taking so long, Doug? Hmm. Well, the processing times, the lengthy processing times, are due to a variety of factors. One is the manual processing of millions of returns. Mm -hmm. And also the IRS, number two, is also very busy sending out weekly batches still of stimulus payments and recalculating the taxes paid on jobless benefits. And those are the people who are eligible for tax unemployment refunds that already sent their taxes in. So they have to redo that, not the people, but the IRS. So they should be getting those pretty soon. So whether you owe taxes or you're expecting a refund, you can find out your tax return status. And you can do it, Doug, by using the IRS Where's My Refund tool, Mm -hmm. okay? So you just go to the irs.gov, and then you'll see a statement, Where's My my Refund tool? 
click on that and you give them my, you know, very little information, and then it will tell you if it's in processing, if it's not there, or if it's coming. So, or if you don't um, have internet or you're not comfortable using the internet, there is an 800 number that you can call, and that's the IRS at 1-800-829-1040. Well, okay. it's, it's easy to remember. Well, 1040, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 1-800-829-1040. Now, the wait times to speak you know, to a representative may be long, but still, you'll get somebody eventually. Yeah. And, yeah, you can find out what's going on with your refund. Now, also, some people are getting refunds in the form of like a, a debit card, correct? We talked about this before. Yeah, very, very well could be. See, it's very confusing for the for the um, uh, consumer because they're not stating who's going to get a debit card, who's going to get a paper check, who's going to get direct deposit into their bank accounts. So the kind of the rule of thumb, and this goes along with the American Rescue Plan, which we're also going to talk about in just a second. And and what that means is that if you pay your taxes normally with a paper check, okay. So you owe the state $500, you send them a paper check. If you're going to get a refund the following year, chances are they're going to send you a paper check. Hmm. If, you, if you pay your taxes with direct deposit, in that case, you may get a direct deposit refund. Generally speaking, you do. Now, also if you pay with a paper check, you might get a debit card in the mail. So very, very important to watch out for different types of payments. So the American Rescue Plan, we're going to go right into that act of 2021. Sure. It's also called, uh, Doug, the COVID-19 stimulus package. Mm-hmm. It's a $1.9 trillion economic stimulus bill, and it was signed by President Biden on March 11, 2021. So just recently, the IRS has started to notify 36 million, 36 million, Doug. That's a lot of people. American families that could be eligible to receive a monthly child tax credit starting July 15th, okay? So how much would they get? Well, it depends on the age of your child and your income, okay? But the basic rule of thumb is if you're, um, you know, a married couple, you make under 150000 it's the same as it was for the stimulus uh, package. Mm-hmm. And you have children, and let's say you have... Um, a child under five, okay, you're going to get $300 a month for that child under five mm-hmm. between July 15th and the end of December. If you have a child six through 17, you're going to get $250 a month, okay, and that's a tax credit, and it's per child. Wow. So that's a pretty big income mm-hmm. if you're not expecting it. So the rule of thumb here is, you know, the the relief package, it, it's a revamp of the $2,000 child tax credit. So they increased that amount, which was, you know, everybody had before, increased that amount to 3600 per child under five and 3000 for every kid between six and 17. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's a pretty big income for some people that are really in need of that and hopefully like i said they'll use that towards child care whatever they need to use to help their family situation now the irs 
also said that the families are going to receive the payments, okay, without any additional action. So they may receive them, again, through direct deposit, a paper check, or a debit card. So pay attention to your mail. Anything from the IRS, open up. It is not a scam. It is actual money that you can put into resources for your family. Yes, folks, and and please remember too to reach out for the My IRS if you want to find out more about uh, the uh, refund. Or one eight hundred eight two nine ten forty is the number if you don't feel comfortable on the internet. Karen, if people have questions about uh, well the uh, the Affordable Care Act or the COVID nineteen plan or uh, anything in general, retirement, life insurance, what's the best way to reach you? They can reach us several ways. They can give us a call at seven seven two forty eight ninety eight. They can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book, Doug, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And, folks, we're working on getting Karen in the building here this week, too, to maybe talk a little bit. We definitely want to do that. Karen, I'll look forward to that. And, as always, look forward to your KSO Insurance Tip of the Week. Very good. Enjoy the day, Doug. You, too. Thanks. Bye now. Thanks. Bye. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Foggy conditions causing a bit of an issue for today at 734. Another issue we've got is with those thunderstorms from yesterday, and that's causing... New York State Electric and Gas to recalculate their restoration time for some 1,100 customers in Tioga County in the Spencer area. Now they're pushing back restoration times to possibly the earliest of quarter of 10 this morning. Most customers now they're saying 11 a.m. Now those are New York State Electric and Gas customers in the town of Spencer, in Lockwood, in the village of Spencer, We're talking Tioga County as well as in Tompkins County, Van Etten affected, Barton, just a few customers there, also in Danby, just about 21 customers in Tompkins County. Once again, those are in the Spencer and Danby areas. President Joe Biden has ended talks with a group of Republican senators on a big infrastructure package and has started to reach out to senators in a new Bipartisan effort, 10 senators huddled privately late yesterday on a new plan. This is the president is walking away from talks with lead Republican negotiator Senator Shelley Moore Capito. The Republicans had offered a $928 billion proposal and Biden was seeking a $1.7 trillion plan. At the same time, a bipartisan House group drafted its own proposal. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says that Biden wants legislation passed passed by this summer. COVID-19 infection rates continue to drop across the United States and across New York State with a total of 442 new cases reported yesterday and 14 deaths. Broome County had reported four more lives lost to the coronavirus pandemic over the weekend. The county only added one new case yesterday and 11 over the weekend for a total of 18,088, but there now have been 351 lives lost. And soon we'll be back to slapped shots instead of COVID shots at the Broome Community 
College Ice Center. Broome County is saying goodbye to its mass vaccination site at SUNY Broome. County Executive Jason Garner says the final second doses of vaccine will be administered today at the site at the BCC Ice Center, and it will close. The Democrat says after the last dose is given, Broome Emergency Services and Health Department officials will be packing up the syringes, vials, tables, curtain partitions, and any other signs of the operations that began at the ice rink back in January. Demand for the vaccines has dropped off greatly, and the county is continuing to administer shots. Now the final doses to students aged 12 to 17 in area schools through the last day of classes at the end of June and pop-up vaccination locations will still be scheduled. Right now there's a clinic for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at the Windsor Fire Station on Saturday from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. at a Pride Day event at Otsonango Park and on June 17th at the Taste of New York building at Cornell Cooperative Extension on Front Street from 4 until 6 p.m. But the center at BCC is going to be gone at the end of today. Garner says it's a Friday. You won't even know it had been there. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And the pitch to Andujar swung on and in the air to left. It is high. That is far. That is gone in the second deck. Oh, what a shot. Miguel Andujar reached the second deck. And Gary Sanchez sent one into the bleachers as well. And D.J. LeMay, who had two hits and an RBI. And the Yankees beat the Minnesota Twins 8-4 to to end a four-game skid. Other winners in the American League. Detroit, Houston, the White Sox, and the Angels. And looking ahead to the American League action yesterday, Baltimore Orioles over the New York Mets 10-3. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Oakland all in interleague action. Over in the National League, Miami, the Dodgers, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and the Cubs all winners. Bowie Bay Sox blasting the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 12 to nothing yesterday, the first of a six-game uh, series with the Bowie Bay Sox, part of a 12-game homestand. They'll take on the Portland Sea Dogs for the next six. But the game two tonight with Bowie... We'll get them this time. Go Ponies. NBA last night. Philadelphia and Atlanta going at it at Philly. And Atlanta Hawks 102. The series now even at a game apiece. The Hawks won the opener Sunday by four. And the Sixers, after an 18-point lead in the first half, come out with a surge in the late third to win the game. And boy, it was close. They they cut it to like one point. At one point, I'm like, are the Hawks going to win this game too? But they didn't. They came back 118 to 102. Atlanta, scrappy team. You know, Trey Young and uh, Clint Capella and those guys really playing well. Uh, but the series nodded at one apiece. They go back to Atlanta now for game three on Friday. Utah and the Clippers going at it for the first game of their semi-conference finals in the Western Conference. And Jazz opened their Western Conference 45 points from Donovan Mitchell in a 112-109 win over the Clippers. So uh, 1-0 to start that off. Over the National Hockey League, Tampa Bay closes out their series with Carolina with a 2-0 win. And Vegas takes a 3-2 lead in the series with an overtime victory, 3-2, over Colorado. Islanders will host the Bruins tonight, Game 6 of that series. Islanders up three games to two. A win would close that out for them. And New York Giants former coach Jim Fossil has died the team says family and friends informed them of his death on Monday. Son John Fassel, the special teams coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, told the Los Angeles Times his father was taken to the hospital in Las Vegas with chest pains and died while being treated. 
Uh, Jim Fossil was a 1997 NFL Coach of the Year. He coached the Giants that year and right through 2003 with three playoff berths and a Super Bowl appearance against the Ravens, which they did lose in 2001. One of the guys that he coached was Michael Strahan, who called him a great man, a great coach. Jim Fassel dead at the age of 71. WNBF First News Time is 741. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some light fog in the area. Otherwise, uh, we're looking pretty good. They're still doing the milling project at Dale Hill in the village of Johnson City, town of Dickinson. That's going to go on today and again tomorrow. So although traffic can go through that area, motorists are urged to seek alternate routes. You're going to see a lot of that. They were milling and paving, I think, on Old Newark Valley Road or uh, over by Twist Run as well. So things are going to continue throughout the summer. And uh, it's one of those things we're going to have to deal with. But if you see it, if you know about it ahead of time, you can avoid it. If not, uh, you know, you're just going to maybe have a few delays as you go through. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Mostly cloudy, chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms high in the mid-80s. Partly cloudy tonight, chance of showers and tea storms low 60s. Mostly sunny Thursday, high in the 80s. Partly sunny on Friday, there is a chance of a shower or afternoon thunderstorm. Upper 70s, and then for the weekend, mostly sunny Saturday, low 80s. Partly sunny, chance of showers and thunderstorms Sunday with uh, temperatures right around 80. So warmer temperatures, a little bit more sun than maybe we thought. Uh, but a little warmer than we thought as well. 66 degrees right now. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Good morning to you at 740. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, the microphone's getting droopy in here again. Welcome to another edition of First News on a Wednesday hump day here. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. We welcome you and hope you're having a great day. We're going to try and get you up to date with anything you may have missed. We'll throw ABC World headlines in there for you each and every hour. Of course, Kathy White with local headlines coming up a little bit after 8. We'll talk with UHS Stay Young and Healthy segment and Dr. Young's office. And we'll also talk with the people's lawyer, Joe Stanley, from the Stanley Law Offices. Another segment of You and the Law following that. We'll wrap things up with our 845 Broom Tioga Workforce Job Report. Then I get to step in Bob's shoes. Well, he didn't actually leave his shoes here, so I'll be standing in the spot he normally does. As the host of WNBF's Binghamton now for the rest of this week, too. So there's been a lot of talk about scams. There have been a lot of scams, and uh, Apple is trying to do their part to prevent that from happening, the latest. Apple is making some policy changes intended to address the rise of fraudulent apps. A recent analysis from the Washington Post finds 2% of the top 1,000 apps on the Apple App Store are scams. Ariel Michaeli is the co-founder and CEO of analytics firm AppFigures. That collect user data, don't say anything about it, charge money without saying why. This week, Apple announced some changes to its App Store screening process at its annual developer conference. So Apple gave itself a little bit more permission to take apps down when they don't do what they say they do. They also have a few more rules around 
around apps that are not providing actual value and apps that are lying in their marketing. But according to Michael Lee, there's still no way for everyday customers to report scams in the app store. I'm sure that will come with a ton of noise, so that has its own challenges and complexities, and it's not a straightforward type of thing, but it's Apple, so I expect them to be able to handle something like this. With Tech Trends, I'm Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time. 748. Let's check in on Wall Street. Stocks traded in a narrow window as investors continue to weigh the economic recovery with the prospect of inflation. The Dow fell 30 points, the S&P 500 was flat, and the Nasdaq rose 43 points. Companies that rely on direct consumer spending made solid gains for the session. Tech stocks also ticked higher. Healthcare stocks slid, and to a lesser extent, so did bank stocks. Employers posted a record 9.3 million job openings in April as the economy continues to recover after COVID-19. The Labor Department report also suggests that vacancies are opening faster than employers can fill them. Hotels and restaurants reported the biggest increase in jobs. The White House wrapped up a 100-day review of supply chains that will now form a task force to address the backups in the semiconductor, construction, transportation, and agriculture sectors. The goal is to increase domestic manufacturing, limit shortages of vital goods, and reduce the dependence on other nations like China. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Thank you, Daria. WNBF First News Time is 749 right now. So as if uh, carpeting huge swaths of the U.S., uh, having those crazy beady red eyes and their constant droning weren't enough, a member of the Brood X Cicadas have been blamed for causing a car crash. Police in Cincinnati say a cicada flew through an open window and hit the driver in the face. When that happened, the motorist swerved off the road and struck a utility pole. Drivers sustained minor injuries. The vehicle wasn't as fortunate. Photos tweeted by police show it was heavily damaged. And China's pandas are often the object of attention, drawing lots of oohs and ahs at U.S. zoos. But there are new Chinese animal stars horning in on the attraction. The global spotlight lately is focused on China's wandering elephants. Media outlets have been tracking a herd's more than year-long 300-mile trek from the wildlife reserve in the Yunnan province to a spot near the provincial capital of Kuming. Twitter Twitter rather, and YouTube are glutted with clips of the herd making their journey. One of the more popular videos is a pair of elephant calves who fell into an irrigation ditch and had to be pulled out by older members of the herd. WNBF First News Time coming up on 751. We're at 66 degrees. Fun facts on the way. Today is Donald Duck Day. So uh, what do you think we're going to be fun facting about? You got it. Donald Duck, coming up. First news thing on time. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, well, let's take a look at your traffic situation right now. Some light fog in the area. Otherwise, uh, looks pretty much like a smooth morning commute. There are a few areas of construction, milling and paving on Dale Hill Road, and I'm sure there'll be some other areas that crop up if they haven't yet uh, that are uh, getting their roads stripped and repaved as winter wreaks have it on everything here in our area. So, you know how that is. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms today. Highs in the mid-80s, partly cloudy tonight. Chance of showers and T-storms, low 60s. And then mostly sunny on Thursday. Mid-80s, partly sunny Friday. Chance of showers or afternoon thunderstorms, high in the upper 70s. 
And for the weekend, mostly sunny on Saturday, high in the low 80s, partly sunny on Sunday. There is a chance of a shower or thunderstorm, a high going to be near 80 on Sunday. So uh, right now we're at 66 degrees, and boy, it heated up yesterday. And we had some thunder boomers and uh, into the overnight as well, and some areas still without power this morning. Primarily they were targeting Tioga County, but um, they are working on getting that power restored. If they haven't yet, they will be getting to it, getting it restored rather soon as they are working on that right now. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. Yes, indeed. Don't give me baloney. Why? Because I don't like baloney. Oh, well, we're going to have some baloney in here for sure. All right? Maybe a little bit of mustard as well, you know? Are you thick or what? Today, it's Donald Duck Day. It's Donald Duck Day because it's uh, the uh, premiere of one of the Donald Duck cartoons years ago when he first made his first appearance. So I thought maybe today, because uh, it's Donald Duck Day, you know, that we would do some fun facts on Donald Duck. Maybe some things you did or didn't know. Like this one. Fun fact number one. Donald Duck was actually born on Friday the 13th. Donald Duck was born on Friday the 13th. What do you think? That's the truth. No fooling you. That was announced in his official biography released in 1941. License plate on his car was 313, which refers to his birthday, March 13th. And maybe that explains his sometimes irritable personality. Fun fact number two. Donald Duck has no middle name. Fun fact number two. Donald Duck has no middle name. That's baloney. Now, his middle name is Fauntleroy. So his full name is Donald Fauntleroy Duck. To our knowledge, he's the only Disney character with a middle name, as far as we know. Fun fact number three. Donald Duck has one child. Donald Duck has one child. Does he? That's baloney. No, he doesn't. But we know his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's kind of always showing off to them, too. Fun fact number four. Donald Duck has his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Donald Duck has his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What do you think? That's the truth. Yeah, after all his success, it wasn't a surprise, of course. Donald received his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2004, A wonderful gesture in the same year of his 70th birthday. And fun fact number five. Donald Duck's greatest enemy is Danger Duck. Donald Duck's greatest enemy is Danger Duck. Have you ever heard of Danger Duck? That's baloney. Me neither. Of course, we all know it's Chip and Dale, right? Two creatures that appear to be very sweet, but sometimes can make Donald's life extremely hard. They often manage to outsmart Donald, but sometimes Donald pranks them back. Chip and Dale. Donald Duck nemesis. Today is uh, Donald Duck Day, as I mentioned. Some of the things that, uh, that people do on Donald Duck Day is they hold like a Donald Duck contest to talk like him, which I can't do, like an impersonation contest. Some people make Donald Duck-shaped cookies, and Kathy didn't bake any Donald Duck cookies, so we didn't get any of those today. Some people just sit back and watch episodes of Donald Duck's cartoons and say, what, what, what did he say? What? And others play Donald Duck trivia games, like fun facts. See, I did that here. National Donald Duck Day, June 9th. 
commemorates the birth of the funny animated cartoon character, which many people try to animate, try to uh, imitate, I should say. Donald Duck. All right, coming up next hour, we've got UHS, our Stay Young and Healthy segment, and Dr. Young's office from UHS Primary Care in Johnson City in the Oakdale Mall. And we'll hear from Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Offices with you and the law. Joe always has interesting information about uh, lawsuits and things that are going on uh, in the news. And we'll wrap things up with our Broom Tioga Workforce Job Report about 845 from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. And... Uh, we're going to start doing something on Wednesdays very soon with them. Uh, there's a lot of features that people are unaware that our Broomtaga Workforce New York provides for people in the Career Center. So we want to make sure people know that, especially since there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be going back to work once this money stops printing up and being handed out to people. We're going to need to get back. All right. That's all coming up. Of course, I'll be sitting in for Bob at WNBF's Binghamton now from 9 to noon this morning, too. Right here on WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Good morning. It's 8 a.m. six. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 67 degrees at 8.04. Fog continuing to be an issue this morning, although the visibility has improved somewhat. Earlier, the visibility was less than a quarter of a mile being recorded at the airport. Now, visibility about a mile. Still have some possibility of some thunderstorms in the forecast for this afternoon high today into the mid 80s right now still developing this morning we have power issues primarily in the spencer area in tioga county and also over into neighboring tompkins county new york state electric and gas reporting over 1100 customers still without power this morning, and now have backed off their restoration times to at the very earliest quarter of 10, and a lot of the customers being told not until about 11 o'clock this morning. A vote by the Pennsylvania House of Representatives makes the governor's pandemic disaster emergency closer to ending. The Republican-controlled House voted on party lines yesterday to put a halt to the disaster declaration going on now to the Senate, where passage would be the last word. That House also controlled by Republicans. The Democratic governor, Tom Wolf, has nothing to say about it. State regulations have that have been suspended or waived would be put back into effect, although that might take some months. And the resolution could affect Pennsylvanians' ability to get additional food subsidies. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo wants to waive the taxes on COVID pandemic small business recovery grants. The Democrat has proposed legislation that would make $800 million in pandemic recovery money available to small and micro businesses and small not-for-profit independent art and cultural organizations and would make it tax-free. The program would provide a minimum of $5,000 up to $50,000 in funding to help the small organizations recover from the economic impact of the pandemic with priority going to socially and economically disadvantaged business owners. In his announcement, the governor said over 330,000 small and micro businesses are potentially eligible for the program. The money could help cover payroll, rent or mortgage costs, as well as mechanical equipment, personal protective and health equipment, utilities, insurance, or even local and school taxes. Businesses, of course, have to be located in New York State. The applications will start to be accepted tomorrow. 
Local leader of an advocacy group supporting those affected by addiction is hoping her personal story is going to sway national policy by big drug companies that have pushed the sale of opioids. Truth Farm founder Alexis Plows it testified yesterday before Congress regarding a measure to hold the owners of Purdue Pharma, the makers of OxyContin, responsible for aggressive marketing of the addictive painkiller that is linked to overdose deaths. Plo's son, Jeff, died of an overdose in 2014. The Sackler Act, named after Purdue founders the Sackler family, was introduced by Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney to hold that family personally responsible for the opioid crisis in the U.S. Maloney is the chair of the Committee on Oversight and Reform. Truth Farm says since 1999, nearly a half million people across America are known to have died from an opioid overdose. WMBF News Time 808. A town of Fenton woman is accused of breaking into a home and stealing items. Broome County Sheriff's deputies arrested 46-year-old Loretta Parliament after they found her in the woods a short distance from the burglarized home with the, some of the stolen items in her possession. The reported robbery, burglary rather, happened on Monday. Parliament is charged with one count of felony burglary. New York State is celebrating the completion of a multi-million dollar project to replace the Hiawatha Bridge superstructures in the town of Owego. The $11.6 million project on three bridges carrying what nobody refers to as Route 960J over Route 17, 17C in the Susquehanna River in Owego got underway at the end of last July. Governor Andrew Cuomo, in announcing the completion of the project, said the rehabilitated bridges are, quote, true gateways to everything that keeps the southern tier soaring. Route 960J connects those businesses and industries that are along Route 17C, like Lockheed Martin and the Owego Treadway Inn, also provides bike paths and access to Hickory's Park. The project replaced the bridge decks, improved drainage, and installed two 11-foot-wide lanes and wider shoulders to make the road safer for bicycles and pedestrians. And the Afton Fair is back. After a one-year hiatus, it's going to be a merry one this year. The theme is Christmas in July. The 132nd Afton Fair will be July 8th through the 11th. There are going to be a number of events, including a Christmas parade, rabbit and chicken show, and they want you to know the fair needs volunteers to put it on. If you like some more information on everything that's going on and volunteer opportunities, go to www.theaftonfair.com. It's 809 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Sunday, June 13th, you're invited to a delicious pasta dinner at St. Anthony of Pottle Parish on Oldville Avenue in Endicott. Following the 11 o'clock mass and a procession, this is in place of the three-day feast. It's a wonderful dinner presented by the parishioners of St. Anthony's Church. Take-out dinner only and a drive through A great pasta dinner from St. Anthony's. Supported proudly by Andrew R. Mancini Associates, located in... WNBF. Stay young and healthy. Presented by UHS Primary Care. 507 Main Street, Johnson City. And in the Oakdale Mall. And joining us right now, Dr. Daniel Young is with us. Good morning, doctor. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing good. We are uh, in the thick of things here, doctor, with uh, things heating up and uh, weather starting to get real hot. So let's talk about some of the things we might want to uh, consider this time of year when it comes to our health and safety. Yes, there's uh, definitely some summer safety tips, what I call them. Uh, there's 
There's uh, several of them, including uh, sunscreen. Mm -hmm. uh, we really encourage our patients to protect their skin uh, by wearing some sunscreen, at least an SPF of 15 or above, uh, applying it liberally to you know, all areas of the uh, body that are going to be exposed to the sun, and then reapplying it uh, at least every two or three hours because uh, the effect wears off. Uh, blocking that sun is really important. It's nice to get a tan, but um, exposure to the sun and sunburns can lead to skin cancer down the road, uh, and we are really trying to prevent those. The, the number of melanomas, which are the skin cancer that's uh, most likely caused by the excessive sun exposure, uh, the number of melanomas that have been, people have been getting has been going up and up across the country. So uh, wear your sunscreen when you're out there. The other thing is swim safety. Uh, in the summer, we're around water a lot, um, and there's really it's really important to practice good safety tips around the water. Drownings are um, too common, too common. I mean, especially in children, uh, drownings are one of the leading causes of death for children under the age of four. Uh, so make sure you know when you're swimming that you're swimming safely. You have a buddy, uh, and you're in a safe area. And then when kids are around water, uh, practice uh, all the safety tips that you can think of. The pool should be fenced, um, kids that uh, should have life jackets uh, on around the water, uh, especially around uh, lakes, you know, when you're on the dock, is have a, a, a life jacket on your, on your little one. Even if kids know how to swim, it's better to have a life jacket on them around the water, you know, unless you're going to be in the water with them. And when you're watching them, you know, you really have to pay attention. Drownings can happen very quickly. You have to have your eyes on them all the time. And what and about, keep, I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, the last one was keeping cool. Uh, heat exhaustion, uh, especially with the weather we're having out there right now, 90 degrees and humid, uh, heat exhaustion can set in pretty quickly. you got to drink plenty of water and try to stay in the shade. Yeah, and I was mentioning when you were talking about the sunscreen, Dr. Young, uh, yeah. some people think that just putting a hat on will, will guard them from the sun. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, actually sunscreen plus a hat. I mean, the hat, yeah. especially a wide-brimmed hat, will protect your ears, you know, the back of your neck, uh, and the scalp. I mean, the scalp... Um, can get sunburned you know, right through your hair so you can't really get sunscreen on there so if you put sunscreen on but you should also if you're going to be out for a long time is wear a hat to protect your scalp and the and the tops of your ears yeah because yeah, i know some of the hats doctor have like 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 kind of mesh through it so it's actually not solid yeah that that's not gonna no. <laughs> that's, that's not gonna block the sun <laughs> enough you know to protect you those are good tips and people should uh, heed especially with the hot weather coming up and also dr young i know you're always accepting new patients Yes, we are. Uh, we can uh, get you in the office and talk to you about all of these tips. We, we love doing the, what we call wellness exams, uh, which is like kind of like we used to call our you know, yearly physical, but now we call it a wellness exam because our, our key focus is a lot of these types of issues, uh, how to stay healthy, uh, how to protect yourself. Um, and um, those those visits are very important to keep doing them. We take in new patients where you can reach us at 763-6075 or the UHS Primary Care Office in Johnson City. Um, and then, you know, contact Stay Healthy um, at 763-6060 if you need some medical advice. All right, Dr. Young, and we encourage everyone to stay young and healthy. And we'll look yes, stay young and healthy. I love that. And we'll look forward to talking with you again next week. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye now. Dr. Young from UHS Primary Care, our Stay Young and Healthy segment. Uh, coming up next, we'll be talking to Joe Stanley. It's another segment of You and the Law. WNBF First News Time. You and the Law with Joe Stanley, presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we welcome back to the program Joe Stanley. Good morning to you, Joe. 
Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Boy, there's a lot of things going on in the news. Always is. Always is. <laughs> I know. We were just talking about sunscreen a few minutes ago with Dr. Young, so I guess we could start with that and the whole benzene issue. Right. They, an independent lab did a study of, uh, of numerous uh, sunscreens and found um, unacceptable levels of benzene. That benzene is not a, really an acceptable chemical anyways it's it's a it's a carcinogen and benzene has all sorts of issues so they're calling for a recall but uh i mean dermatologists are concerned that yes there may be an issue with some of these i think there were like four brands there might be a problem but they still said that it's it's far more beneficial to still use them so uh we'll see how that goes i'm not sure how benzene even gets into sunscreen doesn't seem to me that that should be an ingredient that should be come up at all but we'll see how that works out i'll keep i'll keep my eye on those on that litigation yeah i'd like to know how that that progresses too and the fda regulations now on the e-cigarettes and the vaping has been upheld by the supreme court um so they were being challenged saying that wasn't within the regulatory power so that has been put uh to rest and although unfortunately the the teen vaping is still abnormally high uh even with the fda regulation that this was that was just a companion note about it and uh they were talking about ways of uh trying to you know combat that because vaping is still not especially not good for teens right so yeah and we don't really know what the long-term effects are on a lot of that stuff because it hasn't been around that long well and you know nicotine people don't really understand nicotine was, was until very recently was used in as an insecticide it was and the rat poison uh, and so uh you know it's it is it is fatal in not very small not very uh large amounts so uh People read and saw what what it is a it is a nerve poison. So, uh, yeah. Sometimes, if you understand what you're in, in, in bringing into your body, maybe you might not do it. Yeah, I would I would think that too because there's a lot of nasty stuff even in cigarettes. Um, we also want to talk about the uh, what's has been in the news for a while the all male draft situation. Right. The uh, Supreme Court refused to consider the. Uh, whether it was unconstitutional sex, sex discrimination to have an all-male draft, they sent it back for further consideration because women haven't been allowed to be in the combat for long enough to determine whether they want to address that issue. So uh, I'm sure that will be back. Oh, yeah. Uh, that will be back. I'm sure, I'm sure it will. And also the NRA, a federal lawsuit uh, that they had against New York State. Now they dropped that? Yes. Well, the NRA has had a whole series of legal problems. The New York Attorney General sued to liquidate them because of corruption and all sorts of, of problems they had with financing and things. And the NRA sued them in federal court, sued the state and federal court to stop the, the state dissolution. Well, they dropped that lawsuit. This gets complicated. And now they decided that they're just going to try to defend the New York dissolution lawsuit, and um, which is a complex and I would imagine a lot of unwanted information is going to come out in that. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it will. And you know, there's a lot of people. That's a very, very touchy subject for a lot of people, too. Yeah. Um, Airline regulations, too. We've talked about the mask uh, orders that have been put on and stuff. Now they're regulating alcohol. 
Well, the airlines have decided that they're going to limit in-flight alcohol service because of all the problems that have been engendered by uh, the pandemic, people just having high emotions, and and you throw a little alcohol into uh, a small disagreement, and it can become a very large disagreement. So um, I think part of that also, they have been sued for serving intoxicated patrons and, and causing uh, harm also. So I don't think they want to be involved with that legal liability. And, you know, you're in a, in a very small enclosed space, and there's really not anything you can do if you have an intoxicated passenger who wants to cause trouble. You know, you can't can't take them out and have them arrested and so i think it's probably a good idea yeah and, and you know there, it, an unruly passenger on a plane too makes everybody nervous and people are nervous enough a lot of people are with flying that just makes things worse yes you yes. know so i can understand why they would do that and also the metronic uh, the heart pump yes the uh FDA, again, we're talking about the FDA, has mm-hmm. put out a warning to surgeons not to use it because it had been having significant problems causing strokes and other issues. Um, I guess this was an emergency warning, and this is a heart pump that's used uh, with people with heart disease and, and issues. So um, it's just interesting about uh, you no matter what you have or what you own or whatever, you you have to make sure that it's all working properly. It hasn't been hacked and it hasn't been recalled. I know. And, uh, so it's, it's the digital world. It's you know it's crazy. I just read that Apple's trying to upgrade some of their stuff to prevent that from happening. So I'm sure a lot of the, the tech companies are looking at this, and they should be, and say, well, how can we? What can we do to prevent this from happening? Because it seems like it yeah. just continues. You know, Doug, we'll talk about this some more, but they said the next biggest fear, and I just read an article on this, is that they're going to do use ransomware on all these devices that are embedded in, like, washing machines, cars, that they can actually hack those and, mm. you know, make, make it so you can't get into your house if you have electronic locks. And... uh they're worried that those could cause real serious issues. Well, yeah, everything has an app now. My 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 washing machine has an app. Uh, my car has an app. I mean, we have an app for everything. So yeah, I could see where that that would be. A yeah, concern. there's a chip in everything. Yeah, and they're, they regulate almost everything now. Yeah, that is uh, definitely a concern for for many people. Joe, if people are interested in contacting Stanley Law, if they need your services or your advice, what's the best way to reach you? Sure. Our website, stanleylawoffices.com. My email is joe at stanleylawoffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. And Stanley Law, together they will get you the maximum awards. And, Joe, we always look forward to our discussions. We look forward to another segment next Wednesday. Thanks, Doug. Have a great day. All right, Joe Stanley from You and the Law. And, yeah, benzene and sunscreen. I'll have to find out why that is. WNBF First News Time is 826. We'll be checking in with Kathy White with local headlines. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back, back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Don Giovanni. 
tits. Wake up with the news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. The WNBF Twin Tiers forecast mostly cloudy today, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and a high today getting into the mid-80s. President Joe Biden heads to the United Kingdom today for his first overseas trip. The president is planning on delivering his message to the G7 summit. President Biden is coming to the G7 summit to advance a foreign policy agenda that his aides say centers around rallying the world's democracies to tackle global challenges. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Monday. The G7 leaders will make a number of significant commitments on climate, on labor standards, on anti-corruption, and on ransomware. While in the UK, President Biden will also meet one-on-one with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and pay a visit to Queen Elizabeth at Windsor Castle. Karen Travers, ABC News, Cornwall, England. Authorities are reporting a few trees down and some urban flooding as a result of thunderstorms that swept through the area. Late yesterday afternoon and late last night, New York State Electric and gas crews were busy overnight and into the early morning hours with over a 1,000 power outages reported in Tioga and Tompkins County. A majority of those without power were in the Spencer area early today. Meanwhile, motorists were also told to be aware of standing pools of water on some roadways. That newly rebuilt section of Front Street in the city of Binghamton has been a recent location of water extending several feet from the curbs and driveways into the roadway in the outbound northbound lanes from about Gaines Street to Prospect Street during the last few thunderstorms. There also might be debris on roads where trees and branches were brought down by those storms. A few scattered thunderstorms are possible in the afternoon hours for the next few days. The National Weather Service is cautioning residents in Delaware County to be aware that afternoon thunderstorms today could produce some heavy rain. That might cause some isolated flooding issues again due to already saturated soil. COVID-19 infection rates continue to drop across New York State with a total of 442 new cases reported yesterday. Remember, the new cases used to be in the thousands on a daily basis. There were 14 deaths. To date, New York has had 2,089,571 recorded confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 42,813 deaths. Broome County has reported four more lives lost to the coronavirus pandemic over the weekend. The county only added one new case yesterday and 11 over the weekend for a total of 18,088, but there have now been 351 lives lost. There were no additional deaths reported in Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, or Tioga counties. With Delaware and Tioga counties doing away with daily updates, Tioga has dropped doing updates on its health department website altogether. It soon will be back to slap shots instead of COVID shots at the Broome Community College Ice Center. Broome County is saying goodbye to its mass vaccination site at SUNY Broome. County Executive Jason Gardner says the final second doses of vaccine will be administered today and the site at the BCC Ice Center will close. The Democrat says after the last dose is given, Broome Emergency Services and Health Department officials will be packing up the syringes, vials, tables, curtain partitions, and any other signs of the operation that began at the ice rink on the campus in the town of Dickinson in January. Demand for the vaccines has dropped off greatly, and the county is continuing to administer shots, now the final doses, to students age 12 to 17 in area schools through the last day of classes at the end of this month. 
Pop-up vaccination locations are still planned. There will be a clinic to administer the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine at the Windsor Fire Station from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturday and at a Pride Day event at Otsonango Park, as well as June 17th at the Taste of New York building at Cornell Cooperative Extension on Front Street from 4 to 6 p.m. Garner says future clinics can also be expected at some area churches and even Ross Park Zoo in an effort to reach the goal of 70% of residents vaccinated against COVID-19 in order to shut down where the virus can go and mutate. Shenango County is planning a couple clinics to vaccinate residents as well, and one could mean dinner. The COVID-19 vaccination clinic at the Norwich Fire Station on Saturday will be during the chicken barbecue from 1 until 3 p.m. Another vaccination clinic will be held June 22nd from 3 to 6 p.m. at the former label shopper in the South Plaza in Norwich. That'll be for the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, and that is the vaccine that can be administered to the younger residents. So anyone age 12 and older is eligible. You can check the Shenango County Health Department vaccination page for more information on where to register and how to get yourself a spot reserved for those clinics. This is where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for the car doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The car doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. Good morning to you and welcome to another broadcast day, as we like to say. Today, of course, the 9th of June, 160th day of the year with uh, 205 days left in this year. Uh, some notable things that happened on this day. In 1870, author Charles Dickens died at Gads Hill Place in England. 1943, President FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, signed a current tax payment act of 1943, which reintroduced federal income tax withholding from paychecks. Yay, let's hear it for FDR. 1973, Secretariat won the Belmont Stakes, becoming horse race's first triple crown winner in 25 years. And in 2004, on this day, June 9th, the body of Ronald Reagan arrived in Washington to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda before the 40th president's funeral. Also, in 2008, ready for this, retail gas prices rose above $4 per gallon. So we're thinking gas is headed that way now. I don't think we've quite hit three. We're cracked at about three and some change, and depending on what grade you're purchasing but uh, it was over four back then, and that was uh, there were some rough years there and two thousand six, seven, eight, nine. We had flooding here in the area too, and of course we had the situation with the banks and all that stuff. Uh, Nineteen seventy-two, Columbia Records signed Bruce Springsteen, a smart move. Columbia Records, man who uh, made a lot of cash for them, I'm sure. And today is comedian Jackie Mason's ninety-third birthday. Jackie Mason. Still, I don't know if he still does stand-up or not. He's pretty old, 93. Sports commentator Dick Vitale is 82 today. And actor Michael J. Fox is 60. Actor Johnny Depp, 58. And Natalie Portman is 40 today. She's an old actress. She, did, uh, she played in those Star Wars movies, too, and some of the other stuff. So there you go. Some of the famous folks that are celebrating with us today, too. WNBF First News Time, 839. Let's get an entertainment update. 
ABC Entertainment News. Is the new Disney Marvel series Loki a comedy or drama? This is absurd. Star Tom Hiddleston tells us that since Loki is the god of mischief, the series kind of straddles the line. He is so intense and has such a, an inflated sense of his own importance. And sometimes that can be fuel for great drama and also fuel for comedy. Loki debuts today on Disney+. Plus. I can't rest. Also out today, a new episode of The Handmaid's Tale, one of three directed by star Elizabeth Moss this season. It's her first time behind the camera, but her co-star Bradley Whitford tells me you wouldn't know it. She has this extraordinary visual sense. She is uh, obsessively prepared. She was beyond uh, the director that I, I knew she would be. It was a, a perfect experience. Check it out for yourself today on Hulu. This is a sin against capitalism. And five-time Emmy winner Michael J. Fox is 60 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Hollywood. I always forget he was Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties, too, before he... Uh, I always think of him as Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox always... Uh, because Probably because those movies are on television constantly. Every time you're flipping the cable grid, right? Am I wrong? You're seeing Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. It's all uh, constantly on in between the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile and some of the others. So let's check in on Wall Street. Stocks traded in a narrow window as investors continue to weigh the economic recovery with the prospect of inflation. The Dow fell 30 points, the S&P 500 was flat, and the Nasdaq rose 43 points. Companies that rely on direct consumer spending made solid gains for the session. Tech stocks also ticked higher. Healthcare stocks slid, and to a lesser extent, so did bank stocks. Employers posted a record 9.3 million job openings in April as the economy continues to recover after COVID-19. The Labor Department report also suggests that vacancies are opening faster than employers can fill them. Hotels and restaurants reported the biggest increase in jobs. The White House wrapped up a 100-day review of supply chains that will now form a task force to address the backups in the semiconductor, construction, transportation, and agriculture sectors. The goal is to increase domestic manufacturing, limit shortages, of vital goods and reduce the dependence on other nations like China. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Thank you, Daria. WNBF First News Time, 842 right now. And we mentioned uh, interruptions uh, by thunderstorms. Some of the areas... Uh still without power, and some are being restored. We had a few areas this morning in Tioga County that were without power because of the Thunder Boomers, but I know NYSEG crews were on the scene working on that, taking care of it, too. A couple things going on, uh, and we, we talked about this earlier, and Kathy has it in her newscast. He mentioned it, too. The Afton Fair is back and is celebrating, so it's a good sign when you start seeing events uh, coming up. Uh, in addition to that, uh, information on where to celebrate the 4th of July in and around Binghamton. And the Discovery Center is holding their annual book fest this weekend. So things are starting to open up for people, and some of the events are starting to come back here. We're excited about that. Of course, we have the Dick Sporting Goods Open, 4th of July weekend. Speedy Fest coming back this year. Uh, many of the other uh, fes- fairs and festivals still probably deciding on whether they're going to do anything or what they're going to do. And, of course, we have uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, around and about town. Bill Flynn will be out this this Sunday as well for one of the festivals, and we'll talk more about that uh, with the man actually coming up uh, this week. Uh, WNBF First News Time 843 right now. Some patchy morning fog burning off. uh, 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. High today will be in the mid-80s. Mostly sunny for tomorrow. Highs will be in the 80s. And then partly sunny on Friday 
Chance of a shower or a thunderstorm, only about a 30% chance. Highs will be in the upper 70s. And then for the weekend right now, mostly sunny on Saturday, low 80s, partly sunny on Sunday, a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm and a high near 80. So we could see the sun this weekend, too, to make things a little bit nicer for us. 67 right now. We'll do our Broom Tioga Workforce Job Report. That's coming up in just a minute. Thanks for being with us. First news thing on time. is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. Man, time does fly when you're having fun, you know, and I always enjoy being behind the mic with you, and I'll be sticking around just because I want to for another three hours following this. In for Bob Joseph today, it's WNBF's Binghamton now coming up a little bit after nine. Right now, though, time for our Broomtaga Workforce New York job report from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. We're joined by Preston. Hello. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Good morning to you. I hope the air conditioning is going up there. It is. It is definitely going, so <laughs> we good. are relieved. A lot of jobs. I was talking to Bob yesterday. Well, you guys really are busy. Let's talk about it. Go ahead and give us your job report. Yeah, first we have for North American Business Solutions an account executive marketing to businesses in North America from our social media-led campaigns, access to cutting-edge software, which includes Salesforce and InsideSales.com, paid compensation training. Next, we have a rideshare driver. This person's going to be transporting employees to and from the company using the company van. They're responsible for keeping rideshare vehicles clean at all times. This includes inside and outside. And finally, we have a counter worker. This person's going to do a variety of duties pertaining to counter work, working with customers, taking orders, filling orders, prepping food, and cleaning. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtechworks.com. Now, we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post to be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, we have four companies recruiting on June 10th. This is Sam Lupo's and Sons, Willow Run Foods, Broome County Government, and Nurse Connection Staffing. They'll all be here from 1 to 3 p.m. on Thursday the 10th at the Oakdale Mall Center Court. This is a great opportunity for people to come out, meet with the companies, find out the jobs that are available, and potentially get a job. The Broomtago Workforce is having a job fair. This will be at Center Court in the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City on Tuesday, June 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. Companies attending include Remedy Staffing, Senango Valley School District, Willow Run Foods, Page Troy, Achieve, The Children's Place, and many more. So please come out, see what kind of positions are available. For our off-site recruitments, the Family Enrichment Network is having an on-site job fair on Wednesday, June 9th from 4 to 7 p.m. They're located at 24 Cherry Street in Johnson City. They're recruiting for a number of positions. Spectrum is also doing an on-site recruitment is having an on-site job fair on Tuesday, June 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They're located at 120 Plaza Drive in Vestal. They're recruiting for customer service billing representatives. 
MMC Group will be holding virtual interviews on every Tuesday starting March 23rd through June 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for your customer service and data entry positions. Google Duo will be used for their virtual interviews. MMC Group will be conducting in-person interviews at 15 Oak Hill Ave in Endicott. Please send resume to Preston Herzeg at preston.herzeg at broomcounty.us to schedule an interview or call 778-6405 for additional information. And finally, Lowe's is doing open interviews. This is going to be every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the 225 Sycamore Road location in Vestal and the 1318 Upper Front Street Road location in Binghamton. They're looking for cashiers, customer service associates, overnight stockers, and more. For more information, please contact Mike Thomas at 296-6661 or email Mike at mike.thomas at com. Please apply online at www.jobs.lowes.com. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. And it seems like you guys are seeing an increase in lots of unemployment or employment opportunities, I should say. We are. A lot of businesses are looking to find people, so this is a great time for people to come out and find a job. Yep. Uh, and there's so many out there so great yeah, opportunities absolutely and preston thanks for the job report we always look forward to it and uh, we'll look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow sounds great have uh, a good day you too well yeah, broom tiger workforce new york job report folks they do a great job they're located in the sears former sears location of the oakdale mall right where the auto center used to be uh, in johnson city walk-ins are accepted monday through friday 8 a.m to 3 p.m you can find out more information if you need to contact them the number is 778 2136 Take advantage of it if you know somebody that's looking for a job or needs help getting resumes or other support to get back into the workforce. They can help you out. They have plenty of free services available. Uh, Let's get everybody back to work. WNBF First News time is 8.52. We're going to wrap up First News Binghamton and get ready to jump in and be the host of WNBF's Binghamton Now. We'll be taking your phone calls at 772-1290 a little bit after 9 this morning. I welcome you to call in then and talk about whatever. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. And special thanks to Kathy White for uh, being a part of the show this morning, getting us all our local news and taking care of things and traffic updates and uh, putting up with me and everything like that, too. So, uh, WNBF's First News Binghamton. Every morning, 5.30 to 9, right here, we get you up to date with what you may have missed. That's our main goal, just to educate you, let you know what's going on with world headlines, local headlines, and the world of sports, and uh, other things that are important, entertainment, politics. I called it politics. (laughs) Politics. Uh, And also, of course, financial with Wall Street. So some of the things going on as President Biden heads to... uh, Heads overseas. Uh, What else is going on? Uh, What are they doing down there on the border? Find out what's going on there. Turn on the telly and take a look here. Australia's prime minister says the World Trade Organization should penalize China for bad behavior when it occurs. Prime Minister Scott Morrison was speaking Wednesday ahead of his departure for a group of seven leaders meeting in Britain. Morrison hopes to garner international support in the worsening trade dispute with China. Morrison said Australia would be working with others to buttress the role of the World Trade Organization. The Australian government announced in December it would ask the WTO to intervene in its dispute with China over barley. 
rules-making body. It's facing calls for restructuring and uh, reform as it struggles to force a long-awaited World Trade Pact. So, and then there's the issue with the with the laboratory and the COVID nineteen virus, where it came from. We talked about all the incentives yesterday that people are offering for uh, getting the COVID nineteen vaccine. Including uh, some areas, I think, of the state of Washington where marijuana is legal on a state level, free joints when you get a shot, a shot and a buzz, you get a free, you know, free joint. There you go, you know. Or I don't know, maybe they're going to pack the bowl, and give you one hitter when you're done. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was trying to figure out why they put benzene in sunscreen because uh, we were Joe, Joe Stanley was talking. Uh, this morning about uh, one of the lawsuits going on. One of the the problems is that apparently benzene is being in sunscreen, and they're trying to ban some of the sunscreen products. I don't want to say which ones because I don't I don't know if they advertise with us or don't, and I don't know if if everything you get uh, when you Google things on the internet is exactly true or on the news, except for when I tell you. You can believe it when I tell you it's the truth because I'll tell you if I don't know. All right. If it's usually if it's a, if it's a fact about music, I'm usually pretty spot on. But when it comes to political things or rules and regulations, um, irony too. There was uh, there was something else uh, we were talking about with uh, New York State, and the NRA has dropped their lawsuit against New York State. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that the NRA was actually first enacted in New York. In 1872, when they created a committee to lobby for legislation in the interest of the organization, the first lobbying effort was to petition the New York State Legislature for 25000 to purchase land to set up a range, the NRA Civil Rights Defense Fund, uh, November 17, 1871, 149 years ago. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting, don't you think? So whatever's on your mind, we'll be taking your phone calls coming up here a little bit after 9 this morning. We've had uh, lots of calls about local things. We were talking about, about Norman's last couple of days, and um, we talked about some of the hamburger places that were open here, like Carol's and Lawson's and some of the others, and the old radio programs. And we talked about uh, the uh, uh, legalizing marijuana and whether or not um, they were going to, uh, to hit you for uh, if you're apply for a gun permit and you tell them you didn't do drugs and they traced it or something like that uh, to put on your, uh, uh, your for lying, I guess. And if you lie, then you can't get a gun permit. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in this wacky world, but uh, I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say about it. We are. So we'll look forward to that coming up here very, very soon. Another edition of First News Binghamton. Is done and uh, Binghamton now coming up. WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Good morning.